handcrafted and proudly built in the USA with no corners cut, Be Pro Kennels puts your dog's safety first as these kennels are made with high-grade, lightweight aluminum and built with a rigid frame similar to that of a roll cage. Designed and built with the hunter in mind, the kennel provides ample storage for all of your gear. Keep your guns, boots, vest, collars, and other items in the secure, lockable compartments conveniently placed at the top of the box. This is not all. Did you forget to charge those collars? Or are you on a hunting trip and need power source? The B-Pro Kennel has you covered with built-in solar power to charge all your devices when you need it most. Lastly, built-in LED lights keep your tailgate bright during those late nights, allowing you to easily put away all your gear without the need of headlights, headlamps, or a flashlight. Check out more at bprokennels.com. This episode of the Flushman Dustin podcast is brought to you by Hunt Ready, reliable equipment driving inspiration in the outdoors. And all of their equipment is sourced and handcrafted here in the US of A. Their mission is to build gear that's extremely durable, highly versatile, and ultra light to further enable your journey into the field, regardless of where the road may lead. So be sure to go out and check out Hunt Ready at H-U-N-T-R-E-D-I.com. That's huntready.com. This episode is also brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. They're focused on the safety and comfort of our hunting dogs. We personally carry the Gundog Outdoors first aid kit as it has all of the items that we need to keep our dogs safe in the event of an injury. Be sure to go check out gundogoutdoors.com and use code RINGNECKS to save you some cash. Hunters, welcome back to another Flushem and Dustin podcast. Uh, we have Ruben on tonight. Uh, he is based out of California. Uh, he's actually heavily involved in their uh, Quail Forever uh, chapter that he, I'm not sure which chapter, we'll get into that later in the podcast, uh, but he's going to talk about that. Uh, he runs his dogs in a little bit of uh, NAVDA training. Um, so we're excited. I don't believe we've had anybody on uh, based in California. So just excited to, to hear about the birds out there and, uh, how he, you know, training his dogs in California and, uh, whatnot. So if Ruben, you can, uh, introduce yourself and we'll go from there. All right. Hi guys. My name is Ruben Mata. I am from California, uh, Oxnard, California. I am our, uh, vice president for our local quail forever chapter here in Ventura County. And I recently got involved with, uh, NAVDA, out here everything was pretty far for a while and it, it all kind of ended up working just right so i'm, I'm nice. happy that i'm involved with that now yeah for sure uh what got you involved with quail forever um it all kind of just happened um by accident really uh, i was uh with a different hunting club where you pay a, a a yearly fee to to go hunt these properties and stuff and um i was supposed to meet this uh one of the what would you call it like a regional representative for for that club in the area at a property that we were supposed to go hunt and for some reason he ended up showing up and this truck full of dudes pulled up to this gate and i thought they were part of the same club that i was with so I asked them, I was like, hey, man, are, are you guys with, with the club that I'm with? And they're like, no. I 
her out of it. I was like, oh, oh man, dude, I, I'm sorry. Like, I was just trying to, I'm supposed to meet somebody here and he's not here. So, and then I just built up the courage to uh, ask to see if it was okay for me to go uh, hunt with them. And it was for Dove Opener if I was uh, able to go hunt with them. And they went into the truck, they talked to each other and they brought me along. And once they, we were sitting down, chit-chatting, one thing led to another and I got pretty pretty vested in it with with quail forever. Nice, yeah. What's, so what's you, the main species in California that you hunt? Uh, valley quail. Is a valley quail? I knew it was yeah, a quail. I didn't quail. know which. I didn't know which one it yeah. was. Uh, I mean, you find you find gambles further east, southeast. Yep. Um, there's mountain quail out here. There's chucker out here. Um, there's ptarmigan out here. There is uh, there's pheasant out here. There's grouse out here, but most of the uh, species of grouse are protected. There's okay. only like a, a short window for, I think it's sooty grouse that you can hunt. Um, but I, I haven't looked up at, at, the, at the stats or the details of it. Yeah. What are the numbers like out there? Um, so last year wasn't, last year was pretty bad. Last year was probably one of the worst years that I've, that I've had hunting. Um, I always came back with, with a handful of birds, but the cubbies were super, super small. So when you go hunt a cubby, like, I don't know, morally, me, I, I don't want to shoot every bird in the cubby because then the cubby will die off, Here. you know? Yeah. So you pin a bird or two out of a of an eight, ten bird cubby, and, and that's enough, you know? But those cubbies that I went chasing, they were they were far. They were miles in from the areas where I usually hunt. And... Um, so the and and the birds were very, very much mature, so they would flush out way far. You were I don't know sixty yards out, and the birds would flush out in front of you, and there's no shot. You can't take a shot at that. So, um, but the numbers were very low. Um, but this year we've been doing a lot of uh, guzzle restorations with our chapter and stuff like that, and the numbers of birds that we've seen are just phenomenal it like it makes everybody so excited for the season to get here because we know there's going to be an abundance of birds yeah what yeah. what what kind of restoration did you call that guzzlers so guzzlers, guzzlers, that? yeah so out here in california i don't know if you guys heard we're always in a drought where we don't have any water it don't rain very much so what these guzzlers are are they are a container that you build in the ground that has a tub that collects water and there's like a, an apron on it. So when it does rain, um, the water collects on the top and it runs off into this tank where that where small game could go in there and drink water. So there'll be water year round for all the wildlife. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Good idea. That is nice. Yeah. So that's 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 what we do out here. Um, that's one of our, our, our main focuses with our with our chapter that uh, we every month we have a project like that. How so, big are those? bigger those tanks i'd say they're probably like uh well the tanks themselves are probably like yeah 80 100 gallon tanks okay big tank um but the whole circu like the whole area of the guzzlers probably 15 feet squared it's a big, yeah. it's a big chunk and and, yeah. and it varies sometimes they're made out of fiberglass sometimes they're made out of concrete i've seen some made out of uh corrugated steel so it, it all varies what people have around i guess and, and 
we go around. Have you ever had to, have you ever had to go out and fill them up just for the yes. animals? Yes, yes, we have. Yeah. Yeah. We carry water in the in the water buffaloes and go out and fill them and stuff like that too. How so much? we consistently go and inspect the, the guzzlers as well. Yeah. How uh how many do you think you guys have done this year? We've probably done what we're in July, August, uh probably like five, five or six. Nice. That we've refurbished. Yeah. So these are kind of already like pre-made out there. Yes. They've been around yeah. for a while. Right. Right. In the early okay. 1900s, 19, like 1950s, 1960s, they've been, they've been and out is, there and stuff like that. Were they purposely built in, back in the 1950s for that? For that? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So the birds know like, Hey, this is where my where, water source is. Right. Right. Exactly. And sometimes Man, like they'll be, yeah, they'll be full year round for the most part. Sometimes they'll crack and the water will seep into the ground and there'll be no water around. But even in the areas where there is guzzlers that are like completely destroyed, there's still bird numbers there. So yeah. they're getting their water from somewhere else, you know what I mean? But not as, yep. not as healthy as the numbers where there's a good guzzler around. Yeah. <laughs> How far are those spread out? Like how far? Uh, it, it varies. They're 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 different spots. Um, I mean, there's some. If you go on a road, sometimes you'll find them. I don't know, maybe a quarter mile in. Sometimes they're even they're way far. The last one we did, it was only accessible by side by side, and it was a 45 minute drive from Ooh. the park on a side by side to oh, to the shit. guzzler. So yeah, so we had to go up there a day before, gear up, take all the stuff. That way, the next morning we would just be able to get there and get to work. Yeah, so yep. it was a two-day ordeal, two full days. Dang. So that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, do they? Uh, are they easy to see? Like, let's say someone goes out there hunting, are they something yeah, that you can is spot them? Definitely. Spot? Yeah, 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 definitely. If you're you're around you're gonna see this random ass piece of concrete in the middle of nowhere you're gonna be like oh that's they might not know what a guzzler is yeah but it's that's, like a bomb shelter what... or something you know right right exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. all right are we walking up on some kook <laughs> right? out here that's oh god hills, hills have hills have yeah. eyes on us yeah and we've yeah, also yeah, done some projects where we've carried um because forest, the forest service out here, you can't you can't drive any vehicles on non-maintained roads. So we had this one project a while back where we had to carry everything back by mules, and that was pretty oh, cool. Wow. That's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. How many mules did you guys have? We had four mules. Nice. Yeah, it was <laughs> cool, and there was kids. Like it's like we're so family oriented. Or my kids come out, uh, other uh, chapter members' kids come out, and once you know everything was mulled in, packed in, yep. um, the people that were running the mules took the kids for rides back and forth. So the kids yeah. were having a blast. You yep. know, it, it was it's so awesome to be involved with with a chapter and a club like that. Yeah. How yeah. big? Uh, how big is the chapter that you're with, and then kind of what is your role as a vice president of that chapter? Um, well, I think our immediate, like our chapter members, our active chapter members are, are about 20. Okay. Give or take five. Uh, I, you know, everybody's busy. And now like 
there's a lot more younger members in the club and everybody works, you know, everybody's yeah. trying to make a living. So um, I'd say around, around there. And uh, my role, I guess, as a vice president is uh, I try to recruit people as much as I can, you know, be involved yep. with uh, like, as far as this year, we're having our banquet in September and I'm, you know, I'm taking a pretty big charge and on trying to, get that whole thing situated and stuff like that yeah. so just I, I, anything that they need really so uh, yeah, when, there. when does season start for you guys october 18th hmm. for quail. That, that's quail when does dubs start september 1st september 1st same yeah. as everyone else yeah did, so uh, where in california are you north south so <clears throat> los angeles 45 minutes north of los angeles and about 45 minutes south of Santa Barbara. Okay. What's the temps like during this oh, time so of year right, in September? Right so. now, it is overcast, and it's 73 degrees. These oh, last sh- two weeks have been shit, hotter than normal. So it's cool sucks. when it is here. Yeah, but it, it's just not California weather. That's what I pay for. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean? To be warm. Yeah. <laughs> is it human as shit out there? Right now, it is like I said, these last two weeks have been pretty humid, but other than that, it's mid 60s year round. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I didn't realize that. I figured it was like stupid hot. No, no. I mean, some it it all depends. You get your hot weeks, and but for the most part, is in your mid 60s year round. Um, I know out here when we hunt early quail in October, like. You can't run much because it's still pretty warm. Yeah. It doesn't get very cool just yet. But um, yeah, it's it's and it it's goes nice. till when does it go till season? Uh the end of January. Nice. You have a yeah. pretty good season yeah. then. Yeah, it's yeah, a, you it's do a good season. season. Yeah. So what uh what breed of dog are you running? Do you have more short hair? One? I have one. One, one short hair. Yeah. Nice. And like my mentor or good friend of mine, he runs a poodle pointer. So uh, I just I just got a poodle pointer. Do you? Where'd yeah, you get it from? Um, out of Wisconsin, Jeff House. Oh, okay. Just be careful. Uh, those poodle pointers like to eat birds. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a running joke with me and my buddy. We were hunting out. And, uh, we're chasing chucker, and uh, we spooked up a covey of quail. And I, I I nailed that quail pretty hard. It was pretty close, and uh, probably like twenty five. Uh, maybe like 20 yards but it was like a swinging shot and the bird fell into like these rocks and his name his dog's name is jace the poodle pointer he was chasing after it he got to it and i he brought back the whatever was left of the bird and uh happy you know happy as he could be and brings it back and he looks right at me and swallows the bird so he had lunch yeah so Damn. Yeah, it was a running joke with, with him and, and that poodle pointer. He's a good dog, though. He's a great dog. Yeah. How old is your dog? Six. Six. Nice. Yeah, he'll, so, be, he'll be seven in November. Awesome. Diesel Diesel just turned uh, – he's my black lab. He just turned eight today. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, nice. Nice. That's so, awesome. So you just started in – so your dog's – he said it's going to be seven. Do you plan on – getting another one yes get another one another <laughs> short GSP? hair or yeah another short hair i really like those dogs man they're they're awesome i've hunted 
different over different dogs and i i the temperament what i need and what i what i need from a dog and what that dog can give me short hairs is is for me yeah and nice. i love those dogs i love the 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 what is it called the beautiful look of an english pointer how they're so like straight with like drawn yep. out with sharp lines they're they're badass dogs but i just i don't know they they seem i've heard stories of them being pretty like uh not mean but very aggressive dogs and i yeah. just I, I don't know i like my short hair uh, yeah. I'm good with that. nothing wrong with that <laughs> nope. What, uh, we, got, we got some buddies that love their short hairs, and guys, oh, really? they have setters, and yeah, so we got a whole mix of mix of dogs in our groups. Yeah, nice. And you said you guys are in Wisconsin. We're in Iowa. Iowa. Oh, Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. Yep. What do yep. you guys find out there? Mainly pheasant, pheasant. for upland birds. Uh, you can go like south part of Iowa and maybe run into some quail, and yeah, it's oh, a maybe. Huns are starting to. <laughs> Hungarian partridge are starting to make a little bit of a comeback in the north, northern part of the state. It seems like, yeah, like um, north central. But it's kind of like it's like you said. It's it's almost morally hard to hunt them, you know, like quail right. for say around here because you yep. see groups of four or five. You know, right? Uh, they just kind of live. Yeah, you don't see yeah, many groups of ten plus, and right. Um, you know, and like huns, I've never seen a big group of. Hungarian partridge, to be honest. Yeah, uh, and I, I haven't either. I mean, we just saw the one that one time. I was the only one I saw. Yeah. Oh, and wow. And we did shoot it. <laughs> yeah. Funny, but... <laughs> I think it was more of the person who shot it didn't, wasn't 100% sure what it was, but he thought it was one. And yeah, right. He won. So it's kind of a weird spot. I mean, it was yeah. in the middle of switchgrass, no trees around, nothing, you know, so that bird was just a, lost. Yeah, definitely wasn't <laughs> expecting it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right on. But yeah, that's. I see so, you guys do a lot of geese hunting, huh? Yeah, that's kind of yeah. like I just started, if you can see that one back there on my screen, uh, got oh, into okay. it. I just got into it actually uh, last year, was like my first full season of it. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> it was funny because I always like kind of wanted to try it, but just you know, it just takes a lot more than it does to get into upland hunting, you know, with decoys and calls and, uh, you know, just all that good stuff. And my cousin took me with him two years ago and I told him, I was like, I'm going to try it. And I'm like, one, I want to be able to eat the bird. You know, everybody's like, ah, goose tastes nasty, you know. Really? um, But... The, I haven't had I haven't had goose jerky. I yeah, was say, but so I had like goose, and maybe it was the way it was prepared. But it was not good. I was like, yeah, oh. really. I, I, I ate it. I ate uh, it and jerked it down because I didn't want to like waste it. We, went, we literally, we literally, well, it was with Sorensen. We literally shot him in the morning and went back and cleaned him. We're gonna eat him, and I'm like, oh my uh, god, this is terrible. And yeah. he's a pretty good cook, really? so I can't. Yeah, I, I did not like it. But, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> But the, so the guys that I started hunting with last year, um, he's a really good cook. One of the guys that he smokes a bunch of food, just a really good, um, cook all around. And he's like, you just got to try 
jerky and so i use a um camp chef i don't know if you can hear my dog breathing in the background but no i can't uh, my so i have a camp chef and it's uh you put it at 185 um for like what is that like a pallet smoker is what yeah you're pellet smoker yeah, yep. okay. pellet smoker yep uh put it at 185 uh for <clears throat> I, it's between four to five hours just kind of depends on like the temperature outside it seems like mm-hmm. so if it's warmer outside a little less time colder you know a little more time uh but i run them through a meat slicer i bought just a cheap 60 amazon yeah uh-huh. 60 dollar meat slicer uh set it to <laughs> 14 whatever 14 is you know and um run it through uh then i run it through a bunch of cold water to like drain a lot of the blood out of it uh and then i he recommended using backwoods seasoning so they sell that fleet farm i don't know if fleet farms out in california or not um, i'm sure any type of uh seasoning would work but this one uh you know, you put it, or it's not a seasoning, but uh, when you a brine or like yeah, you, know, you put it in water, you know, and uh, you leave, I leave it in there for like twelve to twenty four hours. Just kind of depends on, you know, like what time I put the goose in there and what time right, I'm right. cooking it, you know. Um, but man, you you do that and cook it. I've I've brought it to people and like, man, this is some great beef jerky. Like what? No, 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 way. I, no idea that it's goose. He breaks it. He breaks it. Yeah. He breaks about all time. Yeah, That's it is. Good. Wow. And I'm like, but he never shares any of it. So. <laughs> right. Well, my my wife takes it to work because it's so good. Like she uses oh, it as a snack. Now he's blaming it on his wife. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Nice. I can't give you one stick, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully this year. I just and I'm not one to like brag about my cooking. I'm a decent cook, but it's like it's freaking. It is super good, and that's awesome. Uh, so it's it's actually made me like it a lot more because I know like every goose I bring home is gonna be a good meal, you know. And, yeah. Uh, um. So that so that's really nice. And if I if I didn't eat it, you know, like the first time I tried it, I did a crock pot thing. Uh-huh. It was so oh, dude, it was nasty. Like I heard, I heard somewhere if you make it into pastrami, it's supposed to yeah, be really good. A lot of guys say to do that. I've just never. I'm going to try brats and uh, sticks this year with it. Uh-huh. Um, another guy, he did a – cubed it up and then uh, put it in a whatever type of seasoning, r- scrambled it around in there, and then defat fried it. And it tasted – oh, it was super was good, good that way too. Really? Yeah. It's just – I'm trying to think of what it – trying to think of the flavor because like when you bite into it it's super red on the inside but yeah. it doesn't taste like a red meat at all when you've defat fried it's it's so huh. weird um but it's it was so good uh so so yeah. hold on so nick if you had to describe goose in a flavor like what's the closest thing that you could like compare it to liver it's just like probably in a crock pot liver yeah yeah i mean it's just like it's like when i i can remember having it it was super like chewy and then it it was so it was so like gamey like just the thing to eat yeah like you couldn't get the game taste out of it and 
I don't mind that because I eat deer meat and all that right. stuff. That's fine. But man, I could not get over the juice. It was just like, it was, well, was it overcooked, undercooked? No, it can't be. Well, you want to cook? No, it. Uh, no, I think because he wrapped it, and I remember it being wrapped in bacon, and he let it sit in the bacon grease and oh, like soak wow. it up. Yeah, and, and it still wasn't good. No, and it's still yeah. I was like, ooh, but but duck. <laughs> Duck, uh-huh. we did, so we had duck and goose. The duck was good. Yeah, duck, you, you could you could tell right away when you're taking a piece. Like if you grab just like a piece wrapped in bacon, but then you're like, ah, fuck, <laughs> that's not the right one. <laughs> but then well, you choke it goose. down. You choke it down because you don't want to offend. You're like, ah, I'm just gonna eat this. But man, right? He's asking, you, why are you taking so many beers? Ah, I'm pretty fucking yeah. thirsty. You're just trying to get yeah. the taste Every, out of your mouth. Yeah. Every nibble, I, every, I just take a little nibble and then take a drink. What are you doing? I'm just swall- swallowing the meat whole, basically. Right? Oh, man, that's funny. Not uh, even chewing. Not even chewing. Just put it in my mouth and take a drink. Whoa, whoa, this is a podcast guy for up and honey. Uh, that, that sounds like it's going somewhere else. Oh, no, it's totally fine. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny got me uh, do you guys do you guys do any waterfall hunting out there um i personally don't i know a couple of people that do waterfall uh hunt a lot i like like you said it's it's super expensive and i've never i've never done it so like i don't want to invest in something that I'm not going to say that I'm not going to like it because I'm sure it's super fun, but I, a, you know, the people that do duck hunt all the time that I know are always duck hunting, having big trips and doing their own thing. You know, that means that if I want to be involved, I'd have to take a big trip like that too. And everything around here is so far for waterfowl hunting that it is just, you know, it's just, I have to go with the right people, I guess. And when they have to, when I have the opportunity yeah. to go yeah. somewhere, somewhere near. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they like, I just, I kind of just fell into this group. It's the fields are literally, I mean, five, 10 minutes from my house. Yeah, was, that's awesome. He was begging. Hey, if the fields are that close to your house, I'd be begging too. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? I was like, I mean, there was like, few hundred of them dumping into the field and i was like wow someone's got to hunt this and you know i went and talked to the farmer and they're like here's the here's the guy's number that's been that we've given first access to for years Uh and uh he's hunted he said they've hunted there for like 20 years at least oh wow Uh, these guys fields and they grew up in the area so they just know like all the farmers around Uh and uh they're like yeah we don't have um you know he's like we don't have any dogs so i was kind of nervous because i never it was my first time out with these guys with my dogs and then first time out with people i had never even met i was i met them that morning got to the field and i got to the field early because i was brushed in my the dog blinds and he jumps out of the truck and he's like who the fuck are you i was like like, i'm like did it i'm like is this so wrong in my head i'm like I know I'm in the right field, but like, right, right, is this right. the right person? And then he's right. like, nah, I'm just joking with you. Oh. You know, I was like, oh, Jesus. Oh, he like, made you pucker there for yeah. a second. <laughs> like, I'm like, uh, I don't know how I'm going to talk my way out of this one. Right. Uh, so, yeah. but no, I, 
after that, it just went super well. And, uh, you know, they, they love the dogs and, um, we do like a game feed at the end of the season and I'll throw in for like gift cards and whatnot for the, Uh the farmers. And, um, so that's awesome. Yeah. So they said, I, I got into it more just because like I said, the fields are so close, you know, for, for me to chase pheasants, uh, you know, I, I can't go during the week, but I can goose hunt during the week. Cause I can right. meet, work at three, get set up, you know, and, um, get the geese flying in at night. So, right. so it works out pretty well, but that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's worked out super good. Um, but how many, so let's, I'm going to take it back to kind of talking about California. Um, how many miles are you guys putting on, on a daily quail hunt? last year it was probably on a probably i think my reader said somewhere around eight miles something like that for me walking miles for me yeah yeah but before like i said the years before that that, oh yeah yeah Yeah. exactly but the years before that dude like there was coveys of like 60 80 100 birds so like crap yeah, so we didn't have to, like, walk far, you know what I mean? Within two miles, we were into birds, and it was – we were into birds. Yeah. So, like, you know, so that's why, like, last year, it was it was sad. It was sad to see it, like, the way it was, you yeah. know? So we, we had to work for it last year. They're there. You just had to work a lot harder, you know? Yeah. Do you have to – so when you get into those big cubbies, do you just continue following them until you – Yeah, they break off and you break the big – yeah, yeah. You break yeah. the big covey, and then my dog will lock up on a couple of birds, and then then yeah. they'll disappear, and yep. we're on to the next side. You know what I mean? Yeah. How far is your dog going out? Uh, I've got him out to range around two fifty. Is the furthest he's been out. So nice. yeah, he goes. I, I've been working on that with him, and he, he's he's built it up. He's doing pretty well. Yeah. Nice. What's the Hold, holds the point to get there? Holds the point. Yeah. Holds the point. Ste- steady to wing and yeah. shot, or just just recently within the last year. And to me, it wasn't a big deal because I I really yeah. it doesn't bother me one one bit. But I've been working with a uh, dog trainer that that's his style, and uh, I've done all my training myself. But he he explained to me what the reason for that was, and I told him, well, but the reason for me not really bothering me is because i want him to get an advantage of finding the bird and finding it quick if he's already getting a running start at finding the bird then he's gonna find it that much faster and come right back and get to work again yep. Yep. yeah you know so what's that was uh, my logic behind that what was if you don't mind what was his reasoning for doing the city to wing and shot do you know safety safety, safety. yeah yep. safety and, well, uh, that, and then they, they say they can mark the bird better um, from standing instead of moving, right? Um, which I could I could see that too, but I, I think the same way you do. Like I yeah. shoot that 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 bitch gets up, you better just go get it right away. <laughs> right, right, right. And like now, like this last within this last year or this last off season, I've been. It looks nicer too. You know what I mean? I, I get it. it. It's beautiful. Wing shoot. Birds still locked until you release them. You know what I mean? It just looks. Yep. It's a, there's a look about it, you know, and, and it's good. It's nice. So I've been working with him on that, and and he's been doing pretty well. But like good. I said, if he breaks, if he breaks his steadiness, I'd shot. I'm not gonna. 
I'm not going to give him Edison medicine. You know what I mean? He'll, yeah. he'll be fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How'd What's, you get involved with Navda? Um, the lack of birds. There was no birds to train my dog with. And uh, they, every month, they have a uh, training event at one of their grounds and they provide the birds. You just have to pay for them, which yep. wasn't a problem for me. Um, in the past, the way I got birds to train my dog was we would drive around the city, find an abundance of birds on the power lines, and we would throw feet on the ground and we'd try to trap them. That's the only way we were able to get birds. Um, <laughs> So people, people probably thought you're homeless. <laughs> right. Like, like at least they're trying to eat the birds, you know what I mean? Yeah. Birds. But like, you know, you do what you, you can for these damn dogs, you know, because it's 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 sad when people have a, a not not that it's sad, but I know a lot of people that have bird dogs and don't see the full potential of their animal. You know what I mean? Yes. It's 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 a beautiful thing to see them like unravel and, and, and see it all play out. Um, yeah. But yeah, for, that's Tyler that and I talk why. about that all the time since I just got jet, like my goals with him and what I want to do. And I'm going to send him to the guy that I bought him from. Um, I'm going to send him to him to get him force fetched. Um, oh, nice. And then get him, get him ready. I think I'm going to do NAVDA, the utility, uh, the, uh, yeah, the natural ability and then the utility uh-huh. test. Um, so I'm going to try those and I'm not a professional trainer. I'm going to get him up to that point. I'm going to hunt him this year right. and then next year I'll send him to him to, to tighten him up a little bit and things that I'm not uh, good at, but I also travel right. to work. So it's, it's tough for me to, right, the time. I, I can't do it every day. And right. need, I always feel like a dog needs that every day for like two months. Yeah, they, they do. Sand. Yeah. And they, and yeah. they do. I know there was a point where my wife told me it was near the dog. So <laughs> I, so I you still have, have the dog. Oh, where's your wife? I still have the dog. I still have the wife. And you're talking in the truck right now. So. Yeah. And Jeez. I'm in my truck. So. Probably doesn't have your house either. Is that going? No, it's still no, there. It's yeah. still there. It's we, still there. That's why we're, we were right. That's why you're trying to catch some pigeons. <laughs> I'm just trying to make ants meet, guys. Come on. <laughs> Not sure they actually taste like chicken, but you can let us yeah, know. Yeah, I wouldn't even, uh, I wouldn't even try it. There's no way. Probably better than goose. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Let's hope not. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we used to. You, try, you, you let us know once you try it. Yeah, yeah right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we caught pigeons back in high school. I used to work on a farm. Uh-huh. And, uh, we would wait till nighttime and take a spotlight out into the barn and you'd shine the spotlight on them and they'd never see you coming. You could go up and just grab them. Like it was nothing. Yeah. Really? Could, it was super simple to do. They would just freeze. They wouldn't move. Oh, and wow. We actually uh, pulled a senior prank and let them go in the high school. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So that's my, that's my uh, experience catching pigeons. It worked, yeah, but it works super good. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna get a lawsuit slapped on his ass. Oh, I got called. I got called. I got called to the principal's office. That Did day. You? Oh yeah. Oh, they knew it was you, huh? Yeah, he's like, I, remember, I saw you carrying a bag that you never carried in before. Yeah, that was probably that was probably a mistake. <laughs> Looked a little suspicious. And it, and it was cu- and it was cooing too. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a pigeon. Like, what's that? What was that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> my 
my mating call. So I get to win oh, school. Oh, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. That's good. So what? Uh, what's your uh, training schedule kind of look like leading up to season coming up? And then what's uh, the beginning of the season looking like? Um, so my training schedule, you mean, is that what you're saying yeah. with my dogs? Yeah. Um, just, I've been running them a lot, uh, as much time as I, I'm able to get, um, uh, mostly on the weekends. Um, I have a full schedule with work and my kids and sports and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, so like I said, once a week or once a month, uh, one week in a month, we go to the NADDA thing and we do that. That's how we get our bird, uh, our birds and then uh the rest of the time i just take them out to the park and, and just let them run let them not get all stiff in his joints and still yep. work some of that fat off and then uh september 1st we have a little uh uh what's it called a little uh tradition that we do for for dove opener and uh i'll i'll hunt september 1st and then I'll take that day off of work and I'll hunt and then I'll hunt labor. I think it's labor day, which is the next Monday that following year. Yep. And I'll take my kids out that Monday. Cause they, if not, they'll miss school and we'll go hunt my buddy's uh, property out in Santa Barbara. Nice. You guys dove. have a pretty good dove population out there. No, no. I didn't no. know if it was the fly route down to, cause it seems like Mexico has a ton of, I didn't know if yeah. California was a way down or. They probably do the same damn thing they do with pigeons. Just put some food on the ground and try to catch no, them. No, dude, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> Those Moto decoys work pretty well, though. Yeah. So last year I used them, and, uh, dude, they were flying right towards it. And my my boy was shooting it, and it, it was perfect. It all worked out perfect. Yeah. So that's how um, we do the, the doves. And then mid-September, there's a short season. I think it's a week long for the target out here, and I want to go hit that. So. Nice. Are those up in? Are they up in the mountains? That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome to hunt. Yeah, yeah. um, that does it in Alaska. Oh yeah, he has some wild stories. Yeah, and of course, like everything's like it's super like high elevation. So like it's 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 gonna be a hard hunt, but we'll see how it goes. Are you running GPS in? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Garmin. I take it. Yeah, the Alpha two hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No, that'll be, yeah. that'll be good. You like it? Yeah, I do because I used to run uh, the Alpha 100, and I also had the Garmin InReach just in my bag. Okay. So this one has both of them in one unit, and the battery lasts forever, like much better than the Alpha 100. So nice. yeah, I'm I'm I loved it. I yeah, love we just switched to them, switching into them this year. So oh really? Excited, yeah, excited to to use it the only thing that so i i got the 550 plus as well and i like that oh, more okay. for like training purposes uh-huh. over the 200 because the controls are just much easier to use yeah uh, so when i train i run a i run a doctra yeah 2000 it's a way older unit yeah um and it just has three buttons yeah. with the with the dial you know and yep. and that works out perfect but i yeah. had I felt like I needed that GPS because sometimes my dog would lock around or lock up around a big sagebrush and I'd call him and he never come, you know, like, yeah, it, you can't find him. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. I couldn't find him. So I, it was, I invested in that unit pretty, pretty early on. And, and <clears> it, it works I'm out thinking about getting, I'm thinking about getting one for 
the new yeah. club. Yeah, they're nice. Especially with an a, investment for sure. Yeah, especially yeah. I think if you have a a pointer that's like you said out there 200 250 yards it's be yeah. you know even if you have the beeping collar it's like if it's windy you don't know where right, that right. beep is or yeah. whatnot you know it's just and just safety measures right you could always find your dog yeah if they yep. get caught in a yep. trap or you hear them in that's, a scuffle or some crap we had a buddy um god be years ago seven years ago or so and he got a new gsp and he didn't gun break it right or gun train it right. So uh-huh. when birds flew up, we all shot. Don't even worry about it. for the hills. And uh, yeah, couldn't find him. Took four wheelers through, couldn't find him, couldn't find him. Left the kennel there, came back like, I don't know, it was like four hours later, and he was actually by the kennel, luckily. Oh, wow. And so he had to work with him a lot. And I still don't know if he's 100%, but he's better than what. Like, he's not going to run away. He just kind of like freezes, I think. Right. I heard yeah. that's that's hard to like like to get rid of once they're they're gunshot like that, it's it's hard to get rid of it. Yep. Super yeah, that's hard. like the quickest way to ruin your dog. <laughs> right, right. Which is like the scariest, it's like the most concerning part of probably training, you know, is just right doing it right. Right. Ready, ready. You know? right. Yeah. I mean jet turns uh what, twelve weeks on Monday, I believe, and I mean, I'm walking around here, putting pots and pans, yeah. plunking things together on purpose, making loud Even noise. Even kids' little cap guns yeah. and just and let then, them shoot them around. Well, tonight we actually had like those air bags that are wrapped in a uh, a package. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, the little pop things. Uh huh. Yeah, but they were big ones. They're like they're probably like, like this. Uh huh. So I got them out and I threw a treat on the ground, and then he started going after it, and I just stepped in one. Oh, nice. Like, oh, right. nice. And then I did. And then I did. You're the, on the right track. I did the other yeah. eight of them, and he never he never even moved. So I was like, all right, we're That's we're cool. about there. We're yeah. getting there where I can start start slowly introducing some shot around him. And I got a right. I got a gu- uh, a start, start with this pistol. coming in. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's so different for me to train this versus like a retriever. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just complete backwards. Oh really? Tell me to, everybody's telling me to, like let him go. Uh, like the guy that I'm gonna have train him, he's like, don't hold him back. I'm telling him to sit. Right. Any commands, you know, just here, kennel, and basically, no. Those are all they want me to do right now. Get him on bird, yeah. bird, bird. Right, then, right. Just let him build its confidence. Yeah. That's what yeah. they need to do. Yeah. We're like a lab. I mean, I had my lab right away sitting. You know. You know what? First I week hear- and stuff, and he's doing all this heel stuff. Now he was doing all this stuff at like. Four four months old. I'm like shit. I'm not yeah. supposed to do anything. <laughs> you know, it's weird. I've heard you're not the first person that I've said that that they don't teach their pointing dogs to sit, and I can see why. I like I I I I know why, but to me, obedience is first thing. You know what I mean? And that's what I. That's why I'm always like, oh yeah, it's so backwards, right? Right. I think it's how yeah. intense you are with the training too, because I know that if you you reprimand a dog or you try to correct the dog while they're when they're doing something they're not supposed to if they're on point or whatever they're they tend to sit if they know how to sit that's what i've heard that's the reason why they don't teach them to sit and i'm not i'm not a trainer by any means so uh, you know people listen to this don't say oh you can do this do that i'm just taking advice of the guy that's gonna train my dog (laughs) right 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 no no i completely understand i completely understand yeah for me, it works I, for me. Like I said, you know, yeah. everybody's different. Every dog's different. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah, and I might like, decide on next dog. If I get a pointer again after this one, I might decide, well, wow, shit, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, but since, right. He, since he's my first one, I'm like, I don't want to, I'm not going to screw him up. Like, you just tell me what I need to do. And that's what I'm gonna do. Main thing I is making all. sure the little devil doesn't jump up on people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's always the worst part with pups. Oh, yep. yeah. But they'll get over it. He'll be good. Is he going to be a family dog or is he going to be solely hunting dog? No, he's he's already, already family. almost potty, potty trained inside the house. Yeah. Oh, I have, okay. two, I, have, I have two little girls, three and 19 months. So oh, be, okay. he's hanging out with them and all that yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I find hard it hard to... to have a dog with, I don't know. You, you could do it, yeah, sure, but yeah, I, I, I like. I know, I know people that 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 have that that have or are just they're hunting dogs. They are not allowed inside the house. They're kenneled most of the time. You know, they go out and run them every day and and do everything yep. that they do. But they get kenneled and uh, they they don't roam the house. You know, and it's always the older the older the older crowd that runs their dogs like that. In in my in my situation out here. And, um, so, uh, yeah, but to me, I, I, you know, my dogs are allowed inside the house when, when we say it's okay and they roam the house yep. and stuff yep. like that, they sleep inside the house. And, yeah. Yep. So they're family dogs too. Yep. It'd just be hard. To, I mean, I'd be hard to not make them family dogs. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Especially like in Iowa when it's negative 40 right. out, you know, and you're yeah. like, you can't even go outside to play with it or anything. Yeah. Like, I'm not just going to yeah. leave it. Right, right. Meant for itself. Yeah, no. But that's how they were forever. That's, oh, I mean, well. when I was growing up, my dog that I had was an outdoor dog. My mom was, was hell bent on, she was no way that dog was coming inside. And now, if, now if I bring my dogs back, she's, they're curled up on the couch with her. And, right. You know, and that's, so th- that went out the window, but. <laughs> Of course, when I was in high school, it was a little bit different. Yeah, oh yeah, I hear you. So, awesome. Well, uh, what? Uh, so, what do you guys do for your banquet? So we have um, it's a big outdoor event. Uh, we have barbecue. We have silent auction. We have raffles. We have uh, we have the girl local girl, girl scouts help out and do activities with kids. Nice. We have a whole bunch of stuff for the kids and uh, giveaways and, and stuff like that. It's it's mostly to help us generate money for all yep. the projects that we do throughout the year. Yep. Yeah. How many, what's uh, usually attendance kind of look like? Um, anywhere between 120 and 140 people. Nice. Yeah. So it's a good turnout. It, it's it's definitely grown in the last couple of years. And, and, uh, and a lot of more people, as time goes on, are asking when the next banquet is. So yeah, that's, that's exciting. Good. It's yeah. a good feeling for us. Yeah. Yep. Are you uh are you hunting mainly public ground out there then? I'd say ninety five percent of it is is public. Yeah. Do you have how many do you guys have a bunch of acres kind of where you live? Oh yeah. So the Los Padres National Forest is the largest national forest in California. And okay. then we there's BLM all around it. So it there's so much land it's it's easily accessible yeah do you uh do you find much pressure where you go or is it so big that it's just 
I haven't. I've I've seen trucks or or cars on the same roads, never in the same fields that I'm hunting. That's um, crazy. Yeah, I'm I've never ran into people like in the same field or anything like that. Man, and in, in Iowa, it's so much different. Like, yeah, you got yeah, to get there so three in the morning early. to make yeah. sure that nobody gets to the spot. You know what I think it is though. I I think there's a lot more hunters in in the Midwest and out there where it's not, hunters not with many, less public land too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think out here, you know, it's such a big state. You'd think there'd be that many more hunters. But I think a lot of the hunters here are all weekend hunters. Like, they're not like, you know, they just hunt opening day. And if they can't get a bird on opening day, they get discouraged and they won't go back out again. Um, Because I think think there's a lot of that in Iowa, too. Yeah. Fair weathers. Yeah. 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 And (laughs) I I just don't. I've had it where there's a group, it's cold out, and have a group of guys. Oh, I mean, it's like zero. Oh, man, yeah. it's a walk, and that's the best. Well, I'm not going to go today. I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that, the colder, the better. The dogs work yeah. better when it's cold. Dang yeah. right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, like I said, I don't, it's rare that I run into a vehicle in the areas where I hunt. Um, so yeah, I, 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 and I've hunted a lot last year, and I, didn't run into anyone on a field that I was hunting. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. That, that would be nice to kind of, to have that. Cause yeah, it's like the public ground around here is once it gets known that there's birds there, you know, it's, it gets flooded with people. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember there is a place here in Iowa where we went to early Tyler, me and a couple other friends. And um, we were there before anybody. And a truck pulls up behind us, and it was—it's called I Happen Iowa. So basically, it's somebody's farm, but they let people hunt it publicly, right? Oh, okay. But uh-huh. they own it. Pulls up behind us and comes up and says, "Hey, we guys doing? We're like, uh, we're gonna hunt this." Well, my—I don't know if remember he said it was his brother, or his yeah, cousin, some or whatever. Relative. Some some relative owned this. He's like, "I was really getting to hunt this." I go, "It's public hunting, dude." Yeah, well, and it was—it was like a sixty-acre field. So we, but we knew there were birds there. And he's like, well, I'll take this side and you guys take this side. I was like, what a turd. Yeah. yeah. So we eventually got him to leave, but I was like, man, we're going to get in a fight with this guy. He, right. he would not, he would not leave us alone. Jeez. Man. And that's the thing too. Like, you know, I'm one person that won't hunt the same spots year after year, after year, after year. Like, yeah, I have these hunting holes where, I know there's always birds and where I like, the, like where I take my kids. So I know that they're going to be successful yeah. or new hunters, but like, you know, to me, it's, it's all part of the adventure. Like, Hey man, just go another mile up the road and, and hunt it. You know, you got a yep. dog, there yep. are birds everywhere. You know, you just got to find them. Yeah. Yep. That's what we kind of do. It's with usually how trips. much work you want to put in. All like, right. How much, how much are you going to walk? Are you going to go back right. to the far corner of the, the property, which is, you know, 300 acres, or are you going to just right. stay right here in this little circle? Right, right. Yeah. Got to hunt what other people don't. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so what's us, a, uh, yeah. Tell, yeah, your favorite your favorite hunting story. Or favorite. Um, if you have multiple, you can tell us this, too. Uh, let's see. My favorite hunting story. I guess it would be when my son shot his first uh, wild bird, his first wild quail. Um, yes. We were hunting, and uh, 
a bird flushed up in front of us and I went to shoot it and I shot, I missed. My son followed up and knocked it down. I was like, yeah, that's, that's my boy. Like I didn't even care that I missed or anything. Dude. It, was, it, was, it was perfect. It, it, was, it was amazing for me. That's awesome. How old is he? Yeah. He is 15 now. Nice, nice. Yeah, I bet he's pretty cool. Uh, and I know oh, I said this on here before, but we went to uh, we went to a preserve to hunt, and I took my uncle and my cousin, and my cousin couldn't hit shit. Um, but so my uncle decided to uh, basically try to shoot the same time he did and hit the bird, and told him good job. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and you could tell that my cousin didn't shoot it, and he's like, "Oh yeah, high five him!" And he was excited. I'm like. Everybody I knows never, you I never, shot I never, I never said anything. I was just like, I looked at, I looked at my uncle and I was like, yeah, whatever, man. It's like everybody gets uh, that participation ribbon now. Right? <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. Uh, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, Ruben, we appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Yeah, thank, you. thank you so much. Uh, oh, absolutely. Sorry, a lot of good sorry. laughs. Yeah, sorry. I couldn't make it yesterday. Oh, no so. worries. Oh, no I worries. thought I missed. I thought I missed it tonight. I thought it was at six because my phone said it. So I text Tyler. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, ah, damn it! Like I missed it. <laughs> so I was like, it was like, oh, all right. <laughs> so no, no, we definitely appreciate it. It was great talking to you. Great meeting you virtually, and uh, maybe we'll be able to meet up someday or something. And absolutely, uh, man. If you guys ever find yourself out west, give me a shout. Yeah, for Thank sure. You, man. So, find yourself awesome. in the Midwest. Give us, give us a holler. Yeah. All right, absolutely. So, have a good season. Uh, right. We look forward to following you along on Instagram. Awesome, dude. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you later. See ya.